I get some of my most genius business ideas on walks, on the beach, or on the neighborhood, or on the treadmill. In fact, that's exactly where the idea for Top Tier found me. I was dripping sweat, lip syncing to big energy on Incline 10 at my little beach condo gym, and it was one of those intuitive hits that come so quickly you can barely open the Notes app fast enough. So my thumbs were typing furiously across my phone screen for about 15 minutes until it was all there perfectly laid out in front of me. What I'm about to share with you is that exact download that has now fully come to life. This is top tier, a space for powerful women with big ambitions and even bigger hearts who aren't here because it's trendy, but because it's part of their soul's mission to be a change maker, a truth teller, and community weaver. This is for the women who are a true embodiment of their work, living, breathing, being the message and creating incredible transformations for their clients along the way. It's for the women who know that just because you start small doesn't mean you have to stay there. For those who plan to be featured in magazines and top podcasts and sought after as keynote speakers on important stages to be interviewed by the best of the best or introduced as a New York Times best-selling author. This is not for the faint of heart. This is for the female titans who are ready to rise in this industry. So inside Top Tier, this is what you can expect. It is a four-month business mastermind with high-level mentorship and an all-inclusive immersion weekend trip here in South Florida with me. There's going to be weekly hot seat coaching calls for personalized guidance, eight high caliber business trainings that are going to be taught live. This round only gets the live trainings, an intimate group chat for riffs, shares, sisterhood, and support, and a playlist of all brand new top tier meditations, visualizations, and reprogramming tracks, plus some other goodies that are still in the works for you guys. We're going to be covering things like backend organization and financial planning in your business, scaling to high six figures, building an uncopyable brand, my million dollar messaging formula, and creating rule-worthy content, casting the long-term vision for your business and really building a business model that suits you and the direction you want to go in and the freedom that you desire, curating a six to seven figure product suite, stepping into your leader frequency and magnetizing high caliber clients and mastering your authority. And I know that entrepreneurship can get lonely sometimes, so we're kicking it up a notch with this mastermind and we're including an epic getaway weekend for us to all meet in real life, bond, become besties, learn, have fun, and up-level the fuck out of our businesses together. I am so excited for this. I have poured so much time, energy, love, and intention into this program, making it one of the most potent spaces I have ever created for business owners. If this is calling your name and you are ready to cultivate the mindset, sales strategy, marketing genius, and confidence to take you to the top of this industry, this is the room that you need to be in. So you can scroll down beneath this episode and click the link to apply now, or head to Samantha Daily com slash top tier for more information. You can also find the link in my bio on Instagram and feel free to DM me if you have any questions. And if it's calling your name, don't wait as we are keeping this a really intimate, tight knit group and spots are going to be first come first serve. Once they're gone, they're gone. There are lots of coaches and entrepreneurs out there, but only a small percentage are top tier. Apply now. Doors close June 30th. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go make shift happen. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. This week, we are back with part three of this series that we've been in recently. So this is part three, all about how to build a top tier business. If you haven't heard the other two parts of this series, you can go back and listen to the episodes about how to build a top tier life and how to build a top tier mindset. But today, we're going to be digging into all things top tier business. So to go back to where we started with this series, I'm going to return to the definition of top tier. So if you Google what top tier actually means, it means of the highest level or quality. So when we talk about like building a top tier business, 
we're not really talking about, um, you know, the ins and outs of what kind of products to create or things like that, but more about what is going to make your business of the highest level or quality. What is actually going to make your business considered top tier. Okay. So I've come up with five pillars of a top tier business. These are the five things that I think are really representative of a business that is at that level, that is at that tier of being really excellent of the highest quality, right? So there's five things that we're going to go through and I'm going to kind of walk you through what might be required in order to create each of these different elements in order to build a top tier business. So let's start at the top. The first pillar of a top tier business for me is that the business is effective. That's the first part, that it's effective. So you've got to be able to provide a high quality service that really delivers on its promise. So a lot of people can start businesses, they can sell products, they can learn persuasion techniques and you know, manipulate people into buying things that they don't actually need or that don't actually work that well. They can take things and order them from China that are that are like a really shitty quality and resell them for more money in the US marketplace somewhere on Amazon or eBay or something like that. But to me, that's not really an effective business. So when I think about a true top tier business, it has to be effective in the sense that it delivers on its promise and the product or the service is actually really good right? It's got that top tier quality. So this means that you have to be good at what you do, not just a copy of what you see other people doing or saying online. Especially we see this a lot in the coaching industry. There's lots of coaches that, you know, they're not really that effective as a coach. They maybe have read a few books and they've watched a lot of people do this business model. And so they're copying and they're taking other people's content and they're regurgitating it. And they're kind of saying the same things, but when push comes to shove, they're not really going to be able to get that great of a result for their clients because they're not actually that good at what they do. Right? So building a really effective business might require you to do some training or to potentially get certified in something or maybe you just need like more hours of practice and that could be unpaid or paid. It doesn't really matter, but like you're on your way to building a more effective product or service, the more hours of practice that you put in. It might require, honestly, that you have some level of natural talent, right? Like I definitely think there's there's a large portion of why I've been able to do what I do so well that's directly correlated to a natural talent. I'm a natural communicator. I naturally love to share my life. I'm a natural storyteller. I'm naturally good at marketing. I didn't really need to like learn those things, but because I'm naturally good at it and I've you know, reverse engineered those processes for myself, I can turn around effectively and create a formula or a framework for someone else to follow. And I can teach what I do naturally well to someone who maybe isn't that skilled naturally in that area. Maybe you just need some new skill development, right? Like professional development in any career path ever. It's important to continue to evolve and grow and learn new skills and up-level yourself as an individual, as a professional, whatever you do for a living. So the same is to be said in business, right? If you stop growing, your business is going to stop growing. Your clients are going to stop growing. The results that you provide are going to stop growing. And maybe there's a, maybe there's some deeper learning that's required for the founder or you, if you're the service provider through things like immersions or mentorship spaces or retreats or certain trainings. Like maybe there's just opportunities for you to jump into different experiences to up-level yourself so that you can create a really effective, amazing experience for your clients. So how to know if your service is effective, right? If you're a service provider and you're like, you know, I think my service is great, but like, how do I really know if I've nailed this first pillar of, of having a top tier business and that my, my service is truly effective, right? So if your service is truly effective, you're going to have clear client results. Like your clients are definitely going to be moving forward and making progress and getting good results. You're going to have solid testimonials. When you ask people, 
the experience or the program or whatever it was, you're going to get solid testimonials of people raving about you. You're going to have repeat clients. There's going to be people that don't just join one thing with you, but they do two or three, or they stay with you for a year or two years or five years. And you have that sort of relationship because they just love the work that you do. And you're really helping them get results and feel better in the process of whatever it is that they're working through. And then you're also probably going to get some referrals. If you have a really excellent service, people talk about things that they love naturally. We don't even have to tell them to, right? When you go to a restaurant and you love it, or you try a new nail salon and you love it, you naturally recommend it to your friends, your sister, your mom, somebody, no one has to tell you like, Hey, go talk about us. But if you had a really excellent experience, you're going to naturally talk about it. So your business is going to get referrals if you're really effective. So some examples like for me in my life and on my business journey, when I was, I started out in life and mindset coaching. And so when I was in that arena and that was like the only thing that I was focused on and and the bulk of the work that I was doing, I was able to help women with so many things. I was able to help women heal their relationship with food and their bodies, um, to release shame and awaken their sexuality, to have deeper, healthier, or more fulfilling relationships with their partners, to have better sex, to make pivots in their corporate careers and negotiate for higher salaries and and leave jobs and get new jobs. Um, I helped women develop the 5X, their salaries, their annual income. So that was incredible. Like I just, I can look back when I think about like, yeah, what, what were the signs that my business was effective? It was those results that people were getting from doing the work inside of my containers. And to kind of go off of that now, obviously that a large portion of my business is, is more focused in the arena of business coaching and mentorship for entrepreneurs. Some of the things that I've been able to help women with are, you know, like building out courses and an effective launch plan going from 5k months to a 10k month after just one single coaching session, right? That's an incredible, an incredibly effective result. Um, inspiring, like inspiring them to just make these major mindset and lifestyle changes that turned into an entire movement and evolution of their brand and completely shifted the way that they saw themselves and how they were showing up online and really started to magnetize clients towards them. I helped clients earn $18,000 in the first month of working with me after quitting their corporate job. I helped clients adopt their like adopt a, a better content strategy and improve their engagement on social media to land speaking engagements, podcast and magazine features and corporate workshops, all kinds of different things to do nearly $60,000 in a month while leaning back and being in their feminine, uh, to pivot into a completely new niche. I've helped people pivot and start to build up their clientele and revamp their content in a totally new arena or new niche. Another example is like someone landed three private clients after just one call with me when we tweaked her sales call process. So there's lots of, hopefully you can look at your business, whatever product or service you provide, and you can find examples like this of how your service is highly effective. That's the first pillar of a top tier business. If the service isn't, isn't effective, we can't consider it top tier, right? Okay. The second pillar of a top tier business is that it is profitable. Okay. And this doesn't mean that you just do a lot of money in sales. It means that you actually keep a lot of the money, right? Profit is not the same as the revenue or all of the money that's coming in, right? So being able to have a consistent cash flow and high profit is super important, I think, to be considered a top tier business. So this is going to require things like making smart investments and not just, you know, blowing 200K on mentorship because you're flailing around and don't know what to do and think that someone's going to solve all of your problems, right? But really making smart investments, understanding and being conscious of the financial side of your business. And what I see about this, especially in the coaching industry, is there's so many of us women who are really embodied in our feminine, but also maybe have like this weird relationship with masculine energy where we came from the corporate world, or maybe we 
did a job that we really hated or it was soul sucking. And we went through this experience of burnout. And so we were kind of burned literally and figuratively by the masculine. And so once we discovered this other way of doing things that was like, oh, you know, I can really lead with my heart and do things based on the way that I feel and, you know, just follow my intuition and lean back and create more free space and spend more time living my life and doing what I want to do. You know, I see a lot of women that go through that cycle. It's normal to be on the pendulum. It's, it's part of like the laws of the universe swing back over and go so far into the feminine. But when you're in that space, a lot of the times you don't have this really conscious, grounded, strategic perspective of the financial side of your business, because it's just not what your body is craving at that time. But in order to have a top tier business and in order to make sure that your, your company, your business is profitable at the end of the day, you've got to have this understanding of the financial side. So you've got to know what's incoming, what's outgoing, what are the expenses? What are we saving? What are we investing? So really having a good uh, a good pulse on what that looks like in your business and being able to track those things. I know for myself, like I'm not a spreadsheet person. I really hate them. Like I, I don't really know how to work Excel at all, but I own an almost seven figure business, but I do find a way to still utilize spreadsheets and stay organized, but in a way that feels really good for me, you know? So on my annual, um, sorry, not my annual. I mean, it does cover the whole year, but it's basically like an income and expense tracking spreadsheet and it goes month by month, but it'll cover the entire year. Obviously on that spreadsheet, I set goals for myself. I list out my money affirmations for the month. And then there's also a section obviously to record who bought what and when, and how much it costs or who owes and the expenses of the business, what our software costs. So it's all in this really beautiful, like organized, like one-stop shop place where I can get this snapshot of what's happening in the business, but it's not just the masculine, like financials of it. It's also, you know, being integrated with this feminine nature that I like to incorporate into my business, which is what's the intention for this month? And what are the, you know, affirmations or spiritual beliefs that we want to lean on in order to be successful with these goals that we have for the month? So that's kind of like, you can spruce up these things. You can make the masculine your own by making it aesthetically pleasing or by adding in these like spiritual elements. So there's ways for you to be uh, rooted and grounded in, in balance of your masculine and feminine while still being on top of the finances and the strategy and that kind of like nitty gritty behind the scenes tracking of things that has to happen if you want to have a profitable business. So those are the types of things that I teach my private clients and the women that are going to join this mastermind uh, top tier. They're going to get access to that spreadsheet. It's helped so many of my clients. I actually had one client who literally like went from earning 5K months to 15K weeks from tracking and using that spreadsheet and putting the affirmations in there and just utilizing the whole thing. So I'm really excited to, to give that to the women who join top tier and my private clients have access to it. It stuff like that is, is really helpful, I think. So on this theme of, of being profitable, you've also probably got to work with a tax advisor or some sort of financial advisor. You know, if you're investing into the stock market or you're making certain financial moves, um, you're going to want someone who has more knowledge than you, unless you're already an expert in those areas, but you're going to want someone who has more knowledge than you in those areas to really help you make the most of your money and help your money work for you. There were so many things to just to piggyback off of that. There were so many things that I had to learn in my business in terms of, you know, how I was going to elect to be taxed and what was the most beneficial and, you know, what, how much of a salary should I pay myself? And, you know, what tax brackets is that going to put me in? And how much of a owner's distribution can I take? And what does that look like? And, you know, how much is the salary compared to the distribution? And, all of these things that I just, I previously didn't have an understanding of, but I needed an advisor to teach me them so that I could figure out the most profitable and smartest way to run my business. So what I'm a big fan of also, I've talked about this on social media a little bit, but keeping your business overhead lean, especially at the start of your business is going to help you in this journey of being highly profitable, right? So 
my sort of mantra is like the lowest expenses possible that still allow you to be highly effective. Okay. So don't forget effective is the first pillar. So if we're just focused on profitability, we don't want to lose out on the effectiveness of what we need to do. So if you need automations, if you need certain softwares to be able to hold a larger capacity of clientele or whatever it is, absolutely go for it. It's not about being stingy or you know, not wanting to pay for things, but it's like, how low can we keep the expenses while still being highly effective in the work that we need to do so that we can optimize the profit of the business? And I just don't think that many spiritual entrepreneurs, especially, and women who start up in the coaching space, you know, usually we're coming from this heart space of just really being led by an experience or turning our mess into our message and wanting to get something out there and, give medicine to the world and help people heal and help them evolve at a, at a faster pace than what we were able to, or to minimize their pain in some way by helping them move through something in a more effective way than what we were able to. Right. So we don't typically in the coaching industry come from this space of like numbers and profit and business. Like that's very, I guess, you know, in my head, sometimes I'm like, that's very like bro business, right? If you follow any men that are business leaders, they probably talk a lot more about numbers and margins and profit and investing and all those things, because that's what is most interesting to the masculine, but it's not what's most interesting to the feminine. And so if you're not interested in it, you might try to ignore it in your business, but it's important that we learn how to like bring it in and understand it in a way that works for us. And you don't have to be this like, you know, bro marketing guy or like expert at the finances or, you know, super into the the crypto or the investing. Like you don't have to be that person in order to be well-versed in your business and understand the profitability of it and be focused on the numbers so that you can continue to build a company that is sustainable for a longer period of time, right? And that can hire people and that can support your lifestyle and that can help you actually do things with the money, right? If there's no money left over, we don't really get the opportunity to do anything fun and exciting with it because we're just constantly, you know, making more of it to pay for these expenses. And we're never able to actually buy our dream home or buy that car that we've always wanted or go on that, you know, world travel trip or pay for an epic honeymoon or give to our family in some big way. Right. I mean, that's the whole purpose of having a profitable business is that you get to enjoy the fruits of your labor. And so it's just about understanding that even if you don't like the financial side, even if you're not interested in it, even if you hate spreadsheets, like, trust me, I know girl, like none of us want to be doing that stuff, but it is required. If you want to have a top tier business, you've got to understand overhead expenses and profitability, right? And there's this element too here about discernment and really not getting swept up into the culture of spending tons of money just so you can look or feel like the cool kids or so that you can look or feel like your business is more advanced. I I shit you not, there are so many people that are buying things and investing in things purely from a place of wanting to look more successful than they are. And what it actually does is the opposite. It makes them less successful because they're spending all of their businesses money and they're not turning a profit. And that's going to be way harder to sustain if you're always in the red or just trying to catch up with yourself. Right. And so, you know, not falling into that trap of feeling like you need these complex softwares or overcomplicated backend systems and, ha- and having a big team just so that you can say like my team, my team, my team, <laughs> right. It's hilarious when you say it out loud, but like, honestly, this is happening and people are literally literally doing this, like paying three, four, five people to work for them when they maybe only need one or two, simply because it makes them feel cool to be like, yeah, I have a big team, but it's not actually growth. If you're spending everything that you're making in the business on maintaining the team, right? When people are like, yeah, we grew this business to 30 employees or a hundred employees or a thousand employees. It's like, 
that is a representation of growth because there must be so much profit left over that they can afford within their margin for expenses to pay 30 to 50 to 1,000 people, right? But if that's not the case, then it's not actually a good idea, right? And it's almost like, I mean, this stuff is so uh, obvious that it's almost dumb to, to have to talk about it. But I mean, it's really real. Like it's really happening. So if you want to build a top tier business, you've got to be able to have a level of discernment. Do I actually need that software? Do I actually need that uh, program, that training, that whatever it is, like just really knowing when something is truly going to serve your business and when it's fluff or when it's trying to fill a hole of like, I'm not inspired or I don't know who I am or I can't show up. And so you're trying to stuff that hole with like more information or when you're trying to keep up with the Joneses and be like, I'm cool and I'm growing. And I want to show that by buying all these luxury items or investing in these fancy softwares and extra employees that I don't actually need. Having a business model that allows for consistent cash flow is another relevant piece of of this whole idea of profitability where like even if you sold nothing, you could still have potentially 10k, 20k, 30k, you know, some people have even up to 100k in just recurring revenue every single month so that you know you're set. I mean, that's like an epic goal or vision to work towards when you're building a business is that you have this monthly recurring revenue and you have consistent cash flow from these recurring things in your business so that even if you sold nothing this month, you know that you would be okay, right? And so like an example of this, I had a huge month in March. We had a huge launch. uh, We did over $120,000 in sales. And then I knew that I had enough monthly recurring revenue that I could sustain a solid break from selling or promoting. And so in April and May, I took both months away from promoting or selling anything to my audience and just really focused on providing value and creating awesome content and filming and recording podcast episodes for you guys and uh, being in this creation mode of my new mastermind of top tier. And I was only able to do that because I had already built the programs and systems for that recurring revenue and consistent cash flow to come in. Okay. The third pillar of a top tier business is that the business has got to be fulfilling. And maybe this isn't on everybody's list, right? If you go talk to like a dude in finance or something, I don't know, maybe he's not too concerned about his work or his business being super fulfilling. But when we're in a space of like feminine leadership, which is so like my energy, I love to incorporate those elements of feminine leadership into my work while also bringing through the healthy masculine in terms of like the strategy and the finances and the numbers. But Of course, if you are leading your business in a feminine way, you want your work to feel fulfilling, right? It's probably the reason why you started your own business because you did something before for somebody else that wasn't fulfilling. It was soul sucking or it was draining or there didn't feel like there was a purpose to it. There was no mission. You felt like it was pointless and you couldn't do it anymore, right? And so that's probably the whole reason why you wanted to start your own thing anyway is to feel fulfilled, And so it's important in my categorization of what constitutes of a top tier business is that the business feels fulfilling to you, is that it allows you to be of service to the world while providing you with those new levels of abundance and freedom, you know, both time freedom and financial freedom. It's got to feel like juicy and enjoyable and free. And, and give you that sense of fulfillment. Because what's the point of a big, successful business that looks cool on the outside, but is secretly killing you on the inside and is, is draining the life out of you and is burning you out, right? And so this might require adopting uh, a different sort of product suite style, maybe you know to create a sales ecosystem that really supports your energy levels, and how much you want to pour into launching or teaching or coaching or promoting, right? And really taking a look at what those energetics are and creating a product suite that supports the energy that you have for those places that's going to leave you feeling fulfilled at the end of the day. It also requires you to lean out and also lean in. And so what I mean by that is 
when we talk about leaning out in order to create a fulfilling business, this might be like adjusting your client boundaries or adjusting your work schedule or creating new themed days for yourself for the days of the week to give you more space and freedom for life, right? So you're leaning out a little bit by giving yourself more space, creating more freedom. But then we're also leaning in by prioritizing the kinds of offers that really light you up and make you feel so good about what you're doing. So for me, something I noticed in hosting my first retreat was that holy shit, I fucking love these in-person opportunities. Like this is what actually makes me feel the most fulfilled in my business is being able to connect face-to-face, to give hugs, to do in-depth healing work together in the same room, to move through these experiences and feel the energy and have the, the loud music pulsing and to do the breath work and, and all of these things like together. I just loved that. That was something that was like, oh my God, this is why this was the vision. Like, and and these are some of the results that are also created in my virtual containers of people really uncovering their blocks and changing their lives and taking those next brave steps in their businesses. And that happens in the virtual spaces as well. But for me, as the founder, CEO, service provider, whatever, it's most fulfilling when I get to touch it, when I get to touch it and feel it and experience it and be in person with my clients who I love. So the leaning in for me is like, hey, how can we create more in-person opportunities, right? And so that's part of the reason why in the mastermind top tier that's open now, there is an all-inclusive immersion weekend trip with me here in South Florida, because I want to see you. I want to hug you. I want to be in the same room as you. I want to have these awesome experiences together. I want to up-level the fuck out of our businesses, like, and, and just sit together in sisterhood and talk and laugh and play. And I want to do that. I want to do that work. Uh, it's so fulfilling. So that's one example of an area of, you know, prioritizing the kinds of offers and, and areas of my business that actually do make me feel super fulfilled. So leaning out in terms of, you know, adjusting boundaries or creating more space and giving yourself more freedom, but then leaning in to the parts of your business that remind you, this is why I do what I do. This is making me feel so full. Okay. The fourth pillar of a top tier business is that it is heart centered. Again, if you go ask a dude in finance, who probably doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> about if his business is heart-centered or not. But for me, and likely for you, if you're listening to this podcast and you're someone who's an aspiring entrepreneur or you're building a business or you want to create something of your own, it's going to be of value to you. And it's probably already important to you and already is there. This piece of like, the thing that I'm creating is, is coming from my heart, right? And so it's built on the foundation of a deeper mission or purpose of some kind. And so I think it's important if we're going to categorize businesses as being top tier, for me, I'm like, okay, well, it's really important that the founder or CEO or service provider actually cares deeply about the work that they're doing and is excited to show up. It doesn't matter if the business is, you know, something like Shopify or uh, Netflix or Slack or a coaching business, right? Like it could be in any sector. But for me, if I'm looking at a business and I'm like, wow, that's like a top tier business. I'm sure that if we went to the top of those places and those were just random brands that I threw out as an example, I have no idea about their internal structure or if their founders and CEOs give a shit about the, the mission. But what I'm saying is even in sectors like that, I think you would create a better business. You would ultimately have a more successful company if the founders and CEOs and the people at the top gave a shit, right? If they actually were deeply invested into the work that they were doing and they were excited about it and they were like, oh my God, this is amazing. We're going to innovate and we're going to give people the best product or service ever. And we're so obsessed with this and you know, we're passionate about productivity. So we want to reduce distractions and create this awesome app for you or whatever it is. If there is passion and it's coming from a heart-centered place, I just think that, you know, companies and businesses in general are more likely to thrive and really rise to the top of their industries. So uh, the thing about this for me is like the passion 
or lack thereof can really be felt by your clients and your audience. It's just in the way that you show up and the way that you talk about your offers and present them and you know your presence when you're on camera or on stage or whatever it is that you do. Like the passion can totally be felt. I, I'll never forget like going to Tony Robbins this is a good example. The way that you feel sitting in the audience of that experience just when like Tony walks on the stage, he hasn't even said anything yet, but like something happens to your body. There is an actual vibration and a frequency that he's emitting from the stage that is so strong. You can feel it. Even if you're all the way in the back, like you can feel that he's lit up, that he's excited, that he's passionate, that he loves this work, that he wants to be there. Right. And you know this, like if you've worked in a job and you didn't genuinely want to be there and you didn't genuinely give a shit, like that was probably pretty apparent, you know, people around you can feel that. Or if you work with someone now and you're like, they hate their life at this job. Like, even if they're not saying that you can feel it. So of course your business, especially if you're someone who's growing online and building a a presence through social media and a personal brand, like your passion And being heart-centered in your mission is going to be felt by your audience and your clients. And it's so, so impactful. Another version of, you know, having a heart-centered business is the fact that it's going to be a no-brainer for you to keep going even when it's hard. Like that's another reason why a heart-centered business is going to be more successful, is going to be top tier, is because even when it gets hard, you're going to be able to push through. You're going to be able to keep going because there's a deeper why, right? It's not just about the money or the metrics or the success or the external, but it's about something so much deeper. So you're going to be able to move through the challenges and the struggles and the unknown and the roller coaster of entrepreneurship because you have that heart-centered mission at the core of why you're doing what you're doing. And it's got to feel like your life's work. That's another indicator of it being heart-centered is like, this has got to feel like your life's work because when what you're doing feels like your life's work, it removes the rush and the hurry of it. And it allows you to create from a place of service rather than speed. And I'll never forget something that one of my mentors said to me, Mel Wells, I was on a retreat in Costa Rica on a leadership immersion with her when I was in her mastermind. And and she said, if this is your life's work, then what's the rush? And it really just hit me and it stood out to me like, oh my God, I have my whole life to tweak and refine and figure this out. I don't need to have everything perfect in my business right now. The product suite doesn't need to be perfectly refined and done and all the funnels don't need to be perfect. And it doesn't need to all be set up and and finished and polished so that I can just sit back and, and do nothing. Like what's the fun of entrepreneurship and building a business if you finish it all, quote unquote, it's never finished, right? We know that if, but that's kind of like the feeling that we're giving ourselves when we're rushing is like, if I could just get this done, then I can relax into it and just enjoy the process of it. But the process of building a business is the changing and evolving and tweaking and removing and adding. And that's what it is. And I think there's so much peace and understanding that if this is your life's work, you don't need to rush to figure all of that out and get that all done. That is the game. That's the game of entrepreneurship. And Alex Hermosi says this all the time. He says, the only point of the game is to keep playing for as long as possible. The game of entrepreneurship doesn't have an end. It's not something that you can get to. There's not a finish line. It's not something that you finish. The game is this process of tweaking, refining, adding, removing, changing, pivoting, right? Growing. Okay, this wasn't working. How are we going to do it now? I didn't like that. Let's add this. I loved that for a while, but now I don't like it. How are we going to change it? Like, If we can just understand that that's not something to check off of the to-do list, and it's actually part of our journey and our life's work to just keep playing this game for as long as we can and bringing things into creation from our hearts, we will be so much better off and we can actually show up from a place of service rather than speed. 
It's like, I just got to put these things out and get it done and make all the money so that I can sit back. That's never going to happen anyway. Right. And so there's also this important distinction that I want to make because we've talked about the importance of a top tier business being fulfilling, but also we're now talking about it being heart centered. And here's the thing. A business can be heart centered and not fulfilling, right? So you could be coming from your heart and if the business model is spreading you too thin or making you bored or it's burning you out or you're constantly rushing and it never feels like enough, you're not going to be fulfilled, right? And so those two things are not synonymous, heart-centered and fulfilled. Like I had to think about this a lot when I was creating this sort of framework of what are the five pillars of a top-tier business? Fulfilling and heart-centered are different because you can come from the heart and still utilize a business model that sucks the life out of you. And that will make you want to show up less and it'll become really consuming and it might cloud that deeper why of why you were there or why you were doing what you were doing. So both of those pieces are so important and they're separate, even though they seem like they're the same, they're related, but they're not one and the same. Okay. The fifth and final pillar of a top tier business is that it is sustainable sustainability. We love it. We need it. There's no point in building a business without it. So having a sustainable business is going to bring you to the top because it means that you can stand the test of time. So it isn't just something that's trendy now or that you have the energetic capacity for now, but that can actually grow with you and adapt over time with you. And it's a business that can stay relevant, useful, exciting, and doable for you forever or for as long as you want to be in business for, right? Again, you know, the point of the game is to play as long as we can. And so we want to build a business that can stand the test of time, not just like, is it valuable in the marketplace for a long period of time? But really, I think more what I'm speaking to here is like, is this going to serve you and light you up and stand the test of time in that sense so that you can continue to put work out there and pivot the business in whatever way it needs to be pivoted down the line because things are always going to change, but that it's rooted in something that is so deeply sustainable for you. And when I think about sustainability, I really think about personal branding and building a personal brand rather than building just a quote unquote business, right? So personal brand is like my bread and butter. That's the the form of business building that I teach all of my clients. It's what's really worked for me. And the reason why I love this idea of having a personal brand is because it has the power to move and grow and evolve with you. So even if you change, even if you are interested in new things later down the line, even if you want to shift the products or services that you sell, if you have a personal brand, a strong personal brand, people are really going to be there for you, not just the product or the service. So they'll probably be willing to adapt and grow and evolve with you and follow you on that journey and buy the next thing that you sell or shift into the next niche that you move into, right? And so by having a personal brand, you can really sell anything because it's not only about your product, but it's more so about you as the person, as as the as the the visionary behind the products. So People want to follow you and tap into your wisdom and guidance. And especially if you're in the coaching space, like you can see people do this all the time. Maybe they start in fitness coaching and then they move into mindset coaching and then they sprinkle in some spirituality and, and rituals. And you're like, okay, I'm vibing this. Like didn't learn that before, but I love learning it from you because you're a person that I already like. And I've followed you since your fitness days. And then, you know, you expanded my mind with mindset stuff. And now you're sprinkling in the spirituality and like, Ooh, like, okay, this is cool. Like I'm here to learn from you. And then maybe, you know, they make a, a big life transition by becoming a mom, let's say. And so then they, they bring in some focus around like motherhood or conscious parenting. And maybe that's something that you're interested in, or you're a mom as well, or you want to be a mom. And you're like, okay, this is cool. Like, I like learning these things from you. I like seeing how you're doing it because you're someone that I care about. You're someone that I trust. You're someone that I chose 
to follow through all of the different transformations, iterations, and versions of you as you've evolved along your journey, right? Even for myself, like I really started in the wellness space. And the first things that I was posting online were really about um, like healthy living. And I was posting things about uh, like healthy eating and recipes. And I had my blog at the time. And then it started to move into the mindset space. And I was really obsessed with like, you know, building this unstoppable mindset and motivation. And that's where my Monday motivation newsletter came from. And then it it went into life coaching because I started to create my mindset mastery guide for the formula of how I changed my entire mindset and therefore my entire life and personality and opportunities and abundance. And so I built a, a life coaching program off of that. And then through doing more work in the life coaching space, I, I dabbled with some of my clients on relationship themes and career coaching, like for people that were in corporate spaces that wanted to make transitions or ask for raises and do that kind of stuff. And then from the the career space, there was really a, a lot of demand and interest because it was part of my journey of how I went from, you know, doing working for other people to working for myself and following my passion and, and creating a uh, uh, um, creating, like turning my passion into a paycheck. And so there was a lot of interest around that. And so I kind of started to go in, in, into that space of finding your purpose and building a business of your own and creating a personal brand online to now where I support really high level entrepreneurs and coaches with marketing and messaging and sales and overall business growth. So you can see like the evolution, even of my personal brand, if I were to just sell a mindset product, it would be more challenging for me to then, you know, go into these other arenas. But because what I've built from the beginning has always been about me and my life and sharing my stories and becoming really good at storytelling, I'm bringing people along on that journey with me. And I think this is, you know, just such a huge asset when we're talking about building a sustainable business, it, this idea of personal brand. And a lot of different industries are looking for personal brands nowadays. Like, even comedians or actors and actresses, like those people, if they don't have a personal brand or a following online, they're struggling to get work because your ability to create a movement and have, you know, be able to show and demonstrate that people care about you, that indicates to them that, you know, bringing you to their comedy club or putting you in their movie is naturally going to make that show or that production more successful and more popular because you have a whole team squad community of people that love you and they don't need to give a single shit about the movie or the comedy club because they're going to come see it just because you are in it right so there's so many other industries outside of coaching that are now really prioritizing that people have a personal brand that they have a following that they're creating a movement of some kind because if you can bring people to someone's organization if you can bring people to someone's project then you're automatically more valuable now. And whatever it is that you're creating is going to be way more sustainable because again, the people are there for you, not just for the, the singular product or service that you're providing right now. Okay, so those are the five pillars of a top tier business. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did or you enjoy any episodes of this podcast, please make sure that you are subscribed to the show. Just hit the plus button on Apple or follow on Spotify. It's the most important thing. It really helps support the show. And maybe you want to copy the link to this episode and send it to someone you think would enjoy it. If you have a friend who is an entrepreneur or a business owner or a coach in the space, send them this message. Let them know that you were thinking about them. Your support means the world. Also, the brand new business mastermind is now open for enrollment. It's called Top Tier Surprise Surprise, which is this was the whole inspiration for this three-part series built, you know, about building a top tier life, top tier mindset, a top tier business was the fact that this is the name of the brand new mastermind that I've been working so hard on for the past couple of months. So it is a high touch business mastermind that's designed to really help online coaches and service providers scale sustainably, build an uncopyable brand and become a respected voice in their industry. It's going to be uh, four months of high level business mentorship. You can stay as long as you want after that to get access to all of the coaching and the close proximity 
with me. There's an all-inclusive immersion weekend trip in South Florida, which again, like I said, I'm so excited about because it's one of the most fulfilling parts of my business is being able to meet you guys and hang out and create these transformational experiences. We're also going to do weekly hot seat coaching calls so that you can get personalized guidance and answer your questions. There's going to be eight high caliber trainings inside of this mastermind, and I'm going to be teaching them live for this cohort only. So for this round, if you get in, all of those trainings are going to be taught live plus the weekly live hot seat coaching calls. It's so, so freaking good. We're also, of course, going to have an intimate group chat for riffs and shares and sisterhood and daily inspiration and support plus some other goodies that are still in the works. So if you're interested to know what some of our trainings are going to be about, we're going to talk about things like back-end organization and financial planning, scaling to high six figures, building an uncopyable brand. I'm going to share my formula for million-dollar messaging that has changed so many of my clients' lives on social media. And we're going to talk about creating drool-worthy content, casting the long-term vision for your business, and developing a business model that really, again, supports it being sustainable and something that you want to pour into consistently over time. We're going to talk about curating a six to seven figure product suite, stepping into your leader frequency, magnetizing high caliber clients and mastering your authority. So it's an intimate close proximity mentorship space for powerful women with big ambitions and even bigger hearts. It's for the women who know that just because you start small, with this idea, with this vision, with this mission, it doesn't mean that you have to stay small. This is for the women who plan to someday be featured in magazines and top podcasts and sought after as keynote speakers on important stages and maybe introduced as a New York Times bestselling author. So if you have been on cruise control in your business lately and you're ready to really bust through your comfort zone once again, make an investment in yourself and really ramp things up, you can click the link in my bio on Instagram to sign up and apply or just scroll down and follow find the link in the show notes beneath this episode to apply now. Everybody who applies is not automatically going to be enrolled. We want to keep this space like nice and intimate and curated. Um, so I can't wait to see your applications start to roll through and start up leveling our businesses together. Thank you so much for listening. We've got some juicy episodes coming up for you guys, by the way, on things like cancel culture, the art of selling, polyamory, manifestation, and so much more. So please stay tuned. Make sure that you follow at Makeshift Happen Podcast on Instagram or at underscore Samantha Daily on TikTok. It's a brand new account. I'm starting my TikTok over. So if you want to do me a favor and go follow me there, I'll love you forever. Um, there's going to be way more content over there. We're just starting to build it out. But thank you guys so much for the support. I love you. And I will catch you next week. Bye. Bye.